What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Bleeding B&G Podcast, episode 103. And before we get too deep into this episode, if you're checking this out on YouTube, be sure to comment, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe. On the road to 1,100 subscribers, on the road to 1,100 subscribers. And remember, remember, guys, our giveaway to send one of our lucky subscribers to a Commander game is still up, is still running. Be one of the first 10 subscribers to sign up to be a part of the Bleeding BNG Mafia um, to be eligible for our raffle. Um, and I know at this point, you might not want to go to a Commander's game if we're being honest. But you're going on uh, our dime. You're going on our behalf. So who can say no to free 99? Uh, and to be honest, guys, um, I know that you came into this episode because you come to Bleed and BNG for the most raw, uncut, unfiltered analysis of the Washington Commander team. Um, but I'm so fucking checked out. And I keep saying that week after week. And they lure you back in, right? They lure you back in with a win. Uh, and a Mickey Mouse win streak like they've been doing for the last couple of years. But guess what? That shit ain't happening this year. That shit ain't happening this year. And to give you a timestamp as I do for every episode, it's about 12.30 a.m. These niggas got me up on the late night. It's about 12.30 a.m. on Monday, November the 20th. And we're about, what, nine hours removed from the Washington Commanders putting on a fucking stinker of a show against the New York Giants. And we're going to call this episode Little Men. We're going to call this episode Little Commanders. Because that's what the fuck we are. We're going to call it... I don't know what the... We're going to call this episode Little Men. Because that's what the fuck we play like every time that we face the New York Giants. And to give you that time stamp, guys, it's November 20th. It's one day before my birthday. And the Commanders have made this one of the worst fucking birthdays of my life, right? And I don't have a script today. I don't have a script today. Because I'm going to put in an amount of effort into this podcast as the Washington Commanders put in week in and week out. A, a bunch of fucking nothing. A bunch of fucking nothing. But you know, we still got to give our people the show. We still got to give our people the content. Because we do it for the people at this point. Because like I told you at the beginning of this episode, I'm so fucking checked out. This shit is ridiculous. Like I told y'all, they've made this the worst fucking birthday ever. I turn 28 tomorrow. I turn 28 tomorrow, and walking back, taking that long-ass, treacherous walk from FedEx Field to my car, it, it, it allowed me to be retrospective, right? That's what that long-ass walk does. And in that long-ass walk back to my car, I realized, while getting trolled by the fucking plethora of New York Giants fans that were there today, because we're about to get in our stadium taking over, we're back to that bullshit once again. I thought it might have been an anomaly with the Philly fans a couple of weeks ago because they travel well. I told y'all a couple of weeks ago I was getting trolled like shit by a seven-year-old boy all week. Well, guess what? I was getting trolled like shit by like this. No, we not. We not even about to do that. We not even about to do that. We not even about to do that. I'm not even about to go on the physical appearance because we don't body shame over here at Bleeding BNG. But just know, just know I was getting fucking trolled in my section once again. Why the fuck do I go to these home games, bruh? But let's go back to that treacherous walk. And like I said, I'm turning 28 tomorrow. And I, in that walk, allowed me to be retrospective. And I look back and I was like, man, we haven't been good at any part of my life. Like, we haven't been good at any part. Like, like, this is a fucking trash-ass organization. No matter the regime, no matter the coaching staff, no matter the front office, we've been dog shit all my life. 
I don't know about 1991. I don't know about three Super Bowls. I ain't seen none of that shit. My best hope is for us to go on a late miracle run at the end of the season. I hope for a fucking wild card berth just for us to lose in the first round. Because that's what I'm accustomed to. That's a successful season in my lifespan as a Washington Commander fan in my 28 years of life. That's fucking bullshit, bruh. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. And I appreciate this podcast and the blessings that have come with it. We recently got this channel monetized and things like that. But if it wasn't for this podcast, I promise you, I would be, I would stop watching this fucking product because I'm this close from supporting this fucking bullshit ass team. And I can talk like that because guess what? Year three season ticket holder. That shit about to stop. I won't be year four. You're not about to fucking bait me in. You're not about to lure me into a bunch of bullshit. Because guess what? I'm tired of spending my Sundays like this. I'm tired of spending my Sundays like this. The least you can do is put on at home. We fucking dog shit at home, bruh. We ain't won at home since week one, bruh. Against the Arizona fucking Cardinals, bruh. Death taxes and the Washington Commanders getting their ass bust at home, bruh. Those are the three guarantees in life. Like I told y'all, we ain't got a script today. I'm going to my soapbox. I'm over this bullshit, bro. I'm over this bullshit. Getting to our quarterback as we do for every episode. Sam Howell wasn't good today. Sam Howell was spraying the ball all over the field. Wink Martindale is pimping out the fucking Washington offense. Not only Sam Howell, he got fucking Eric Bieniemy in fucking mental gymnastics. He's running fucking mental gymnastics around Eric Bieniemy week in and week out. If you check us out on X, you know that we we stirred the pot. We had one little tweet that went a little viral because you know we can't tweet our we can't just tweet our organic thoughts over there at Bleeding Me and G on X. We can't do that. Because everybody just takes what we say and run with it. The perks of having one of the best Washington Commander podcasts out there. I'll take it though. I made a tweet last Sunday with a picture of Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson in Washington Commander's gear, decked out in Washington Commander's gear. I said, this guy Sam Howell are finna break the league next year. Go look at the replies to that tweet. I got fucking attacked. I got fucking attacked by damn near everybody in the Washington Commanders community. I can't even say that it was 50-50. It wasn't. That shit was 90 to 10. I was getting my ass beats in the comments. I was getting my ass fucking meleeed in the comments. I was getting jumped like shit in the comments. Oh, dude, what you think? You think they don't have the answer in Eric B. Enemy? Oh, da, 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 Eric B. Enemy is he's doing that now with Eric B. Enemy. Fuck out of here, bruh. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Where the Eric B. Enemy stands at now, bruh? Where the enemy Eric B. Enemy stands at now? And no, Eric B. Enemy wasn't out there causing six turnovers or forcing six turnovers or whatever the fuck we had today. No, that wasn't Eric B. Enemy. But guess what? If you're a real bleeding BNG fan, you know that we've been questioning Eric B. Enemy's downfield passing scheme since week two, bruh. Them fucking receivers been running into each other since week two. 
So no, Eric B. Enemy wasn't up like, like y'all wanted to do today when I came back running my victory lap. Because you know we over there, because we fucking see the future over here at Bleeding B&G, bruh. We know ball. We know ball better than they do at Ashburn at this point. We know ball better than they do at Ashburn. I'm sorry to say it. Call me an armchair GM all you want. Well, guess what? I got my armchair right here. Going back to knowing ball. If you a real Bleeding B&G fan, you know we were fucking talking about drafting Deontay Banks all year. All year. He was our favorite cornerback for the Washington Commanders. Last year, they ran a lot of zone match. That's what he did a lot. He played a lot of cover three. He played a lot of a zone up there at the UMD. We had him in his backyard. And I know we're scoring fucking Chase Young. I know we're scoring about drafting local prospects. But guess what? And I'm not saying that Deontay Banks has had a hell of a year. I'm not saying that he's fucking Prime Reavers by any means. But go look on Twitter again. Go look on X again. Deontay Banks been trolling the shit out of us today. Deontay Banks has three wins in the NFL. He said he was 2-0 against us bum-ass boys. He said he was 2-0 against us bum-ass boys. And we could have got him at 16. What does that tell you there? That tells you that Deontay Banks wanted to be a Washington commander just as bad as I wanted him to. And then he went along the trollers and said, the 17 play today? 17 is in almighty Terry McLaurin. A conversation needs to be had about Terry McLaurin. Not just Terry McLaurin, though. A conversation needs to be had about this wide receiver group as a whole. And as Matt and as Eric B. Enemy isn't helping. I see y'all starting to call him as Matt and too. You know we trendsetters over here bleeding BNG. Let me know who started that first. Let me know who started that first. Just like we started Boots on the Ground. Just like we started Paddle Bow Rock. Just a few of many reasons why you should be hitting that subscribe button right now. Because anything that you've heard from any other Washington commander, they likely took it from us. I'm sorry to say it. Yeah, we talking our shit today because it ain't too much shit to talk about. The, no, it's a lot of shit to talk about the Washington commanders, actually. They fucking suck. <laughs> they fucking suck. They ain't the Washington commanders. They the little men. They the little men. Because they be getting stepped on by the worst team in the league every year. No, we, they ain't the worst team in the league. We're the worst team in the league, bro. And I know it might not be that by record. But at this point, on November 20th, 2023, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that the Washington Commanders are not one of the three worst teams in the NFL. Shit. I'm fine for this number three pick at this point. The Panthers some shit. So the Bears going to already have that top pick. The Bears are some shit as well. The Cardinals are some shit as well. So they'll have the first three picks. I'm vying for a top four pick at this point. Lose every fucking game at this point. Lose every fucking game at this point. On some real trust the process shit, if you really want to be Josh Harris, I'm trusting this process. Because right now, I'm questioning your process. I'm sorry. We holding everybody on the fire today. Because after a loss like that, everybody has to be held to the fire. And if you didn't get the trust the process reference, that's talking about Josh Harris and his experience as, you know, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers owner 
where he tanked fucking practically practically seasons to bring in superstars like Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons not a superstar, but other guys like Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, to not to compete. They ain't one shit, but to compete. But I'm questioning this process because why the fuck ain't nobody fired yet? Why the fuck isn't anybody fired yet, Josh Harris? And deep down in my mind, I think that you you you're doing this because you don't want fans to put you in a similar light to Dan Snyder. In terms of making irrational decisions and everything. But dude, it's fucking Thanksgiving, bruh. This decision would be rational as shit. Everybody would understand. Trust me, bro. Trust me. And fuck having a short week. We not beating the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry to break it to you. We're not beating the fucking Dallas Cowboys. So fuck the purpose of having a short week. Fire everybody tomorrow. Cause whatever you do, keeping them boys ain't gonna ain't ain't gonna affect the outcome on Thursday. So at this point, you just prolonging the inevitable. You just prolonging the inevitable. Fire everybody. Now, now Ron throwing Jack under the rug. I'm I'm letting you know now. Jack Del Rio's getting fired fucking Friday on Black Friday. That's gonna be the blackest Friday in his life. And you already know he not too fond of the color black. JK, JK, JK. Just had to hit him with a little jab on his way out. Just had to hit him with a little jab on his way out. You know, dust up Jack. You know, dust up Jack. Maybe that's why the fuck we some shit in black jerseys. Because Jack Del Rio can't stand black. Stop wearing them fucking black jerseys. I don't give a fuck how hard they are. I don't give a fuck how hard I look in them. Because we be getting our ass beat. We be dressing up for our fucking funeral in them black jerseys, bruh. Stop that shit. Matter of fact, it ain't the jerseys. Because we be getting our ass beat in every fucking jersey, bruh. It don't matter the fucking jersey. Who the fuck am I kidding? Who the fuck am I fooling? I told y'all, we don't have no script. So if it seems like I'm jumping from place to place to place, I am. I'm pissed. I told you, I won't be here for if it's being a season ticket holder. That game day experience is ass. Tailgates be dry as fuck. Tailgates be non-existent. What's the point of being a gold member line, a gold member season ticket holder, when they don't even have motherfuckers overseeing the lines? Season ticket lines getting infiltrated with New York Giant fans. Season ticket lines blue and red. Like, this shit felt, this today felt Dan Snyder as fuck. And I'm not trying to put some mud on Josh Harris' name. But I'm there, boost on the ground. I'm just letting you know how it felt. Today felt Dan Snyder as shit. And I keep hearing everybody talk about this was the worst loss in the Ron Rivera era. How many of them shits he gonna have this season? The last loss to the Giants was, the, was so-called the worst loss in the Ron Rivera era. A couple of weeks before that against the Chicago Bears was the so-called worst loss in the Ron Rivera era. How many of this how many of these worst losses of his era is this nigga going to withstand before he loses his fucking job? And I'm not I'm not hindsight is 2020, hindsight is 50-50. So I'm not here to say 
that, oh, I'm not hitting because I didn't tweet it. I don't have anything to note it. But I had a feeling that we was going to lose this game on Friday. All week, I was confident. Sam Howell had another great performance. I'm calling Sam him. I'm out here talking about he making throws that only a couple other quarterbacks can make. Fuck that. Yeah, okay. Sam, Sam's not the problem. And I still think that Sam might be the answer. But going back, I was confident all week. Going back to say that I was confident all week, right? And then you go hear Ron Rivera in his press conference on Friday talk about, and this is when I knew that we might we might be losing this fucking game. I honestly played the New York Giants plus nine today. Go check this out on Stunner Picks. Parlay Poppy over here. If you know, you know. We'll win you some money. Follow us on Instagram at Stunner Picks. Um, but I did play the Giants plus nine today. Once Ron Rivera said that bullshit on Friday in his press conference. Talk about was the culture better? Do we have a quarterback? Well, that's all that we can control. Is the culture that much better, bro? Or did you just fire Dan Snyder? Because this shit is feeling 2019 and shit. And are we sure we have that quarterback? I think we might. I think we might. But when you surround him with such an incompetent roster, how do you know? How can you make such an assessment? I praise Charles Leno talking about on Instagram, on Twitter, talking about how he has been solid. I think Brendan Thorne, who does a good job evaluating offensive line, he highlighted how Charles Leno had a successful week against the Seattle Seahawks, which he did. And then I praised him, quoted the tweet talking about Charles Leno had been successful since week four. Ain't like he had a, an amazing season. Denver Broncos had him in hell in week two. Because, you know, we really pay attention over here at Bleeding BNG. So I really had to put that time frame in since week four. And I tweeted that yesterday. But you see what happens when you give niggas a little bit of praise? They come around and fuck it right back up. Charles Leno is fucking Kayvon Thibodeau's bitch, bro. Kayvon Thibodeau, bro. Kayvon Thibodeau was an all-pro against Charles Leno. And a jag against damn near everybody else. I know he had a little solid stretch to this season, but guess what? That was after he faced Charles Leno the first time. It's like he just get his rocks off against Charles Leno, bro. Like, what the fuck? You see what happens when you get niggas a little bit of praise? But y'all say we all negative over here bleeding me and G. Because as soon as I get niggas praise, this is what happens. This is what's been happening when I get these niggas a little bit of praise in my 28 years of being a Washington Commander Redskin football team fan. This shit is a bunch of bullshit, bro. This shit is a bunch of bullshit, bro. Stadium some shit. Stadium fool ass. Seats hard as shit. And my damn ass out there. My dumb ass out there every other Saturday. I mean, every other Sunday. My dumb ass just strolling into gate eight every other Sunday. No, we about to get the shit beat out of us. How the fuck am I supposed to feel, bro? <coughs> How the fuck am I supposed to feel? This game was dumb as shit. This game was drunk as fuck today. We have nine sacks. I think we had, what, five in the first quarters? Five in the first quarter? But we let fucking Tommy DeVito have over 250 passing yards and three tons on us today. Giants offense looking explosive as shit. 
If it wasn't a sack, it was an explosive play. It wasn't no great. That shit was black and white as fuck. We let fucking Pauly D from the Jersey Shore cook our shit today, bro. We getting cooked by fucking Pauly D. Mads live with his mother, bro. I don't even do that shit, bro. Nigga cooked our shit. About to take the bus back to New York and get tucked in by his mama after eating some fucking chicken parm, bro. Like, what the fuck? That's who the fuck we lost to today. John Gotti's great, 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 great grandson and shit, bro. Like, what the fuck? We got the Giants offense that these niggas average 11 points a game, bro. They scored 24 offensive points against us. They got four first-half touchdowns on the season. All of them against us. All of them against us. Listen to that shit, bruh. That means we've done something that the rest of the NFL has can't fucking do. They fucking can't let the Giants score in the first half. But we can. That dust-up jack defense can. That old good old dust-up jack defense. Make defense great again, Jack. That's what the fuck you need to be worried about. Make this team great again, Josh Harris. Because I ain't seen it. I heard they was great. I ain't seen it, though. We got the New York Giants offense looking explosive as shit. Saquon Barkley been hobbling around on one ankle since week two, bro. He be bitching us week in and week out. He be bitching us every time we play. So that's Daniel Jones be beating the shit out of us. Saquon, jo Saquon Barkley be beating the shit out of us. Danny Tommy DeVito, a.k.a. Paulie D, a.k.a. Mike the Situation. He now beat the shit out of us. The New York Giants own it. Kayvon Thibodeau beats the shit out of us. They don't do this shit against nobody else in the league except us, bro. And you wonder why I called us the little men. We the Washington little men, bro. We the Washington get right, and we the Washington little men. Your offense need to get right, come play the Washington get right. We against the Giants, though, we the little men. Out there just fumbling like shit. Antonio Gibson ain't even play today. Where the fuck all these fumbles come from? I was just fumbling like an excited nigga at the strip club, bro. Like, what the fuck? And the sad thing about it, we probably wasted David Mayo's career game today. David Mayo looked like fucking prime Luke Keekly today. I don't know where the fuck that shit came from. I don't know where the fuck that shit came from. I don't know if he was playing his old squad. David Mayo fucking balled out today. But you know it's a sad day when David Mayo's the best player on your fucking defense. That's a sad-ass day. Secondary fucking sucks. I told y'all before, we can never get this entire 53-man roster, 46 on game day, or whatever the fuck the number is. We can never get them on one accord, and the shit is sad.
20 years of never getting never getting a complete game. I think the only complete it's been about two complete games that I've seen in my Washington Commander career. What was that? 2005 against the we go back, bro. We go back, bro. We go fucking back, bro. Y'all like, damn, this nigga young as fuck. How old was he in 2005? 8, 9, 9, 10? It's been only about two fucking complete games that I've seen as a Washington Redskins commander football team fan. 2005 against the 49ers when we just beat the fuck out of them. I think it was like 51 to 14 or whatever the fuck it was. In 2017 against the Oakland Raiders. Honorable mention 2016 against the Packers, but the defense was a little shaky in the first half. That's just off the top of the head, bruh. Come on, man. We a commander's thesaurus encyclopedia over this bitch. That's why you should hit that subscribe button. If you're checking this out on audio-only platforms, that's why you should leave a five-star rating. Because who going back in the archives like that? Your favorite radio personalities ain't going back like that. Trust me. But getting back to this sorry-ass excuse of a franchise that we are in 2023. Fire everybody, bro. Fucking short week. Fucking show week. Everybody that wants to see Eric B. Enemy as a head coach, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. The nigga that can't even come on top, come out on top against, whoa, whoa, that was about to be crazy. The nigga that can't even come out on top against Week Markerdale, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Shut up. Because if we're going to do this thing, let's do it the right way. Because like I told the few people that I replied to in the tweets before I started getting fucking jumped, it was just too many people, too many dumbasses to reply to. In what scenario do you think that a new ownership is going to bring in a new front office, new everything, they're already starting with new new front office hires, but retain the offensive coordinator? When have you ever seen that shit happen in the NFL? Let me know. And it's no shade to Eric Bieniemy. Even though I don't think he's such a great coordinator by any means. Because he threw a couple of screens in the last couple of games. Yeah, you was getting your fucking quarterback's brains beat in the first couple of weeks. Anybody could have figured that. Throw a couple of slants and screens. Throw a couple of slants and screens. Anybody with a fucking brain would have started doing that shit after seeing my fucking quarterback get his brains beat in for the, for the fucking last eight weeks in a row. So, no, I don't think he's some fucking innovative ass. Offensive coordinator. I don't think that he's going to be the future head coach. No, I'm sorry. But it's no shade to him because it's not his fault. He was put in a lose-lose situation with a head coach fighting for his job, with a first-year quarterback, organizational malpractice, you know, our two favorite words. So it's no shade to Eric Bieniemy. but I want to do this shit the right way. I'm sorry for wanting to do this shit the right way. Something that we can't we can't seem to get fucking right over here in fucking Washington, D.C. where the fucking football team is concerned. Like, we can never be hitting on all cylinders. And the stat line for the defense is a prime example of that. That epitomizes us not, not being... Not, not being on one accord, bro. Nine sacks. But you allow fucking hella all, uh, explosive plays to the worst offense in the league. Without one of their best weapons in Darren Waller. What else is there to say? What else is there to say? 
We ain't got no refs to blame this week. And that's why I'm stuck. As I mentioned, Deontay Banks asked a, 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 an amazing question today. He said the 17 play today. Shit, I don't know. I don't know. Was Terry McLaurin out there? Was the wide receiver group out there? I know Curtis Samuel got ejected. That's cool. Standing up for his teammate. But Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dawson combined for 66 yards today. And I know a lot of you guys replied to Deontay Banks with that little fucking measly-ass, pointless-ass touchdown that Jahan Dawson had on him. What the fuck did that do? He has the 17 play today, not one. It's getting harder and harder week in and week out for me to keep talking about how Terry McLaurin is top 10 receiver. He's not anymore. He's not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, y'all know we the biggest fans of 17 over here, but 17 not having a 17 type of year. And a lot of times we talk, we chalk it up to the shaky quarterback play and things like that. These niggas not open. I'm telling y'all that. I've been telling y'all that for weekend, for weeks because we really be boots on the ground at FedEx Field. So we really be seeing what the fuck we be talking about. I said I watched the All-22 against the Seattle Seahawks. Devin Witherspoon had fucking Terry McCorn in hell. Tariq, Tariq Woolen just fucking erased Jahan Dotson. So we can't say that Sam Howell's been leading the league in passing yards. And that it's the quarterback play on why Terry McLaurin's not producing this year. So you just telling me that our fucking tight ends and receivers are just, I mean, our tight ends and running backs are just like that, right? Fuck out of here. Yet another week of Brian Robinson being our leading receiver, man. Now, I don't know that preseason turf toe is affecting them, but this year, Terry McLaurin is not wide receiver one. Jahan Dawson is barely a wide receiver two, if, if he is. If he is. Logan Thomas leading the team in catches again, fumbling all over the fucking place. That's why I don't even want to harp on Sam wasn't good today. Sam Howell was not good today by any means, so don't even think that I'm saying that. But it's hard to judge Sam Howell when he has such an incompetent roster. As I said a couple of weeks ago, because we were early on it, and now y'all are like, oh man, bleeding me and G said that a couple of weeks ago. Ron Rivera told us up until a couple of weeks ago that this roster was made, this roster was built for the last four years, and we were a quarterback away. Well, the quarterback is the best thing about this roster, and it ain't like he top five. And the rest of the roster is some dog shit. The rest of this roster is some dog shit. So thank God we might have five picks in the first top 100 because we need every last bit of it. Thank God we have $90 million in cash space because we need every last bit of it because this roster is fucking flawed as fuck. Give me a new roster. Give me an entire new defense. Give me a new coaching staff. All of them. Wipe the slate clean. And give me a new general manager. Because it's 2024 vibes from here on out. Because this season is fucking cooked. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the Bleeding B&G Podcast. Vlog dropping tomorrow. Reaction video dropping tomorrow. I'm going to let y'all know now. The vlog is fire. Don't get me wrong. The vlog is fire. 
But it wasn't too much going on in the second half. We started parlaying the stadium. We started Kiki and walking around the stadium after that bullshit. I can't, I can't, I can't go through suffer through my misery for too long. But as I mentioned before, if you're not following us on our social media pages on X or Insta, um, Instagram, go ahead hit those subs. Our X page is at Bleeding BNG B L E E D I N B N G. Our Instagram is at Bleeding BNG B L E E D I N G B N G. So spell is a little bit different, more proper over there on our Instagram. We had to get on our corporate side. One G on our Twitter handle or our X handle. Man, we still calling it Twitter. We calling it what his birth biological mother gave it. Uh, but other than that, make sure you tap into the channel because there's a lot of content and not the two that I own home, but our content better than the Washington Commanders play at this point. So if you're going to tune into anything Washington Commanders, make sure Bleeding BNG is it. If you're checking this out on audio only platforms like Spotify, like Apple Podcasts, leave a rate and preferably five stars. That's the way, that's how we finesse these algorithms. Um, so that when you're searching anything, Washington Commanders, Bleeding BNG is that number one thing that pops up in your search bar. Thank you guys for tuning in. Keep tapped into the page. And I'm out. <laughs>